You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, where it's all about helping you grow your Denver real estate portfolio. Here's your host, Chris Lopez. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here, and today we'll be talking about the Denver MLS data trends for February 2020. Now I'm recording this about the middle of March, and since the end of February, the middle of March, a lot has happened with the coronavirus outbreak. So the data I'll be talking about in February does not really take into account the stuff that's happened the last couple of weeks. Now, from a very much boots on the ground feel, not a whole lot has changed on the market. I mean, traffic to open houses definitely been less the last two weekends, but we don't have enough data yet to really see if anything has changed yet. As you guys know, the real estate market is much, much slower moving than the bond market and the stock market, which has been a pretty uh, wild roller coaster the last couple of weeks. So going forward, every single month, we'll definitely be talking about the latest data, but understand, you know, real estate, it just does not happen instantaneously. But right now, we're not seeing anything that's showing that the market is falling off the cliff. So as I go through this data, I often like to compare a year over year. So that's February 2020. To February 19, because that takes into account seasonality here with Denver. Now, this podcast is part of the new format I am using for the monthly market updates. I'll be doing a podcast, a YouTube video, and posting an executive summary to the website with three graphs I consistently reference and use. So I'll do my best to give you the punchline here while we're talking on the podcast. But if you want to see all the data yourself, uh, make sure you click on the link and go to the show notes. And also, if you just go to denverinvestmentrealestate.com, I will be updating the website soon with a new link that has all the market updates together. So let's look at inventory. So we ended February with 20% less inventory than we did last year. So uh, February 2019, we had just over 6,000 active inventory. Now, at the end of this February 2020, we're at just over 4,800. So we're talking about... 1,200 properties less on the market, which is about a 20% reduction. So inventory has come down a lot, but we're still better off than we were in 2018 and 2017 to give you a little bit of context. So looking down at sales count, we're actually down about 2% from the year prior. So February 2020, we have about 2% less properties sold. And that's more likely due to a lack of inventory than a lack of buyer demand. You know, we're, you know, let's see, probably more than 95% of the transactions we do are on the buy side. So oftentimes, you know, we are getting in a multiple bid situation. And it's just been, it's been pretty brutal out here so far this year. So we're getting multiple offers and all the other agents are getting multiple offers. That's just the way it is. And that's why I think it's a lack of inventory versus a lack of buyer demand because the demand is out there. The inventory, unfortunately, is not. Now, the number of properties under contract, we're actually up about 16% from last year. So... This February, we had almost 5,100 properties under contract. And last year, we had just under 4,400 properties under contract. So that's about a 16% increase in properties. I'm sorry, properties going under contract. Now, here's a really interesting number. There are actually, at the end of February, there are more properties under contract 
than there were active properties available on the market. So at the end of February, we had 5,083 properties under contract. And available on the market were 4,835. And so that active properties is taking consideration new listings and inventory from the past month, and also all the properties that went under contract. So we had 5,083 under contract, and also the new listings for February were 5,122. So all together here, you're getting You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, where it's all about helping you grow your Denver real estate portfolio. Here's your host, Chris Lopez. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. This one's going to be a pretty quick episode, as this is more a preview as to a lot of content that'll be coming over the next couple of months. Uh, so one of my goals for 2020 is to get back and doing a lot of deal analyses. Uh, for you longtime Again, listeners, you know I used to do the monthly roundup podcast. It was a quick market it's update. And we analyzed, and you know, two or three supply. deals every sorry, month. Well, a few months ago, actually probably six or seven supply. months ago, uh, that, that got retired inventory. and it took me a little so, bit longer than I expected to kind of get the next like iteration of what I want to do up and running, which is doing Again, uh, market we'll updates in their own dedicated podcast and doing a lot more deal analyses. So I personally really enjoy analyzing and discussing deals. I got a lot of great now feedback from listeners and clients as well. For homes, so I've got uh, some good news is I've got a lot of the right people on the bus now in terms of so my team. Way, and these are people I can help out with a lot of the the prep steps and the publishing steps. And that's just a lot of the details and getting everything ready and getting these published and just eats up a couple hours every time I want to do a deal analysis. And as I've gotten busier, it's just gotten harder for me to do a lot of that prep work and post work myself. So all the people are in place. We pretty much got the systems in place. So now we're going to do a bunch of deal analyses from deals that I've closed here the last couple months with my team. And then once we do these deals, we'll be doing a lot more going in the future on an ongoing, regular basis because we'll have the process built out. I will have the systems in place. I'll have the website set up or that section of the website rebuilt those, and set up. Uh, you know, so it'll be nice and organized and just a great way to build a gigantic reference sub, library. You know, is kind of the end goal with, uh, with three, all this. And then once right we get through this initial uh, course, this initial series, I should say, my plan is to take all of these deals and then publish them into or print them into a color booklet. And that way there's actually a physical booklet to sit down, so as far as, look at deals, uh, review deals, trends, see all the numbers, see the locations, see all the pros and cons. Showing trends, and, and that's something that I'll be giving away to people that uh, come meet with me for investing strategy and, of course, to all my clients. So that won't be out for a couple of months from the day the, uh, I've been recording this. App, so we're probably talking, you know, quarter two in 2020, maybe the beginning of quarter three, but I'm hoping for a quarter two here in 2020. So what I'm going to do for the next probably like 20 podcast episodes is the vast majority will be on just analyzing a bunch now, of recent deals that we've done over the last three or four months. But before we get into that, there's a couple things I want to discuss or some other episodes I want to record before we do that. Uh, the next episode after this will be on how to find deals using the deal quadrant. So, and this is just something that Joe Mast and I put together that talks about the four ways that you can find investment properties that goes through the pros and cons for each of the four ways and just examples of all four ways. That way you have a 
good idea out there for how to find data, deals. Because I know, know for a lot of newer people, it gets very confusing and overwhelming. So this would be just a great educational piece. And then over the last about six months or so, Joe has done quite a few updates to his rental property spreadsheet, many of them at my request. So, you know, we went from version 5 point something to version 6.0, and then version 6.1, then version 6.2. There's been lots of little changes. Well, version 6.2 is pretty much finalized for, I think, a very long time now. So we need to go back and then record a couple new YouTube videos on how to use that spreadsheet. And we're going to record one on how to use it for rental properties and record one on how to use it for nomad and house hack properties as well. And then once we've got that spreadsheet, Tutorial video is done. We're going to take version 6.2 and run about 17 or 18 deals through it. So I've lumped them into three main categories, and I want to get a very diverse set of properties out here. So that way it wasn't all just one type of property, but I try to get a very diverse type of property set out here so you can figure out, hey, what's the right fit for you based on your investing strategy, your budget, your location, your preference. Some people love condos. Some people hate condos. Great. Find the right ones for you. So I'm going to do six on house hacking and nomading, five on single-family rentals, and then six or seven on multifamilies. Now, I have not recorded these yet, so I might add a few more as we get going, but I'm going to be doing at least five in each category. So starting off with those house hack and nomad ones, so those are the owner-occupant properties. Here are the six I've identified so far. One's going to be a family nomad purchase in a townhome in Littleton. Uh, one will be a home or a, a house hack in a home in Aurora that the owner will be renting room by room. Uh, another one will be a FHA down payment house hack townhouse where the owner will be renting it room by room. Then we talk about a duplex house hack. I know we don't talk about those too many often, but got a really great case in a duplex house hack. And then a nomad property on a detached home uh, right along the border of like Skyland and Whittier, north of City Park in Denver. And I've got a great one with lots of history on an Airbnb in Arvada. So those will be the six ones for nomads. And then five for single family rentals. One will be, uh, all these will be detailed, but the first one will be a three-bedroom, two-bedroom condo in Aurora. It's one we talk about a lot on the podcast. So, of course, we got to do one of those. I have one under contract right now that closes in a couple of weeks. So, I'll go through all the numbers on there. Uh, plus, if you're a client of mine, we are doing a walkthrough of that in the near future. So, make sure you reach out to me to uh, go walk that property. And so, that will be a 3-2 condo in Aurora. Another rental analysis will be a detached home in Lakewood. And so I really like, I really like that play in Lakewood uh, just because of where Lakewood is located and a couple of things are happening in Lakewood. It's a cash flowing property, I think with lots of good upside there on appreciation and rent. And then we'll be doing another condo in Aurora. This will actually be a more expensive higher end condo, not the typical three bedroom, two bathroom we talk about, but actually a higher end one. So we'll dive the numbers on there. And then we'll talk about one of the lower price point rentals that people can get into, which will be like a one-bedroom, one-bathroom condo in Aurora, right around in the you know, 115, 120 range. And then lastly, we'll be talking about a detached home in Aurora as well. And this is out in, the, in North Aurora near the hospitals. So we've got three condos and two detached homes. So we'll have a great sample size of some single-family rentals. 
And then kind of like the third chunk of deal analyses we'll do will be on just uh, some multi-units. And so this uh, this is quite the gamut here. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into all these because they're gonna we're gonna have some really fun topics on here. So the first one, or not the first one, but one of the ones we'll be talking about is the fourplex I purchased last year. I realized a while ago, I actually never did a dedicated uh, episode on all the numbers on there. So I'll do that. That's a fourplex in Westminster. Also, in the near future, it's either in March or April, I have a unit coming vacant. So I'll be doing a walkthrough there with clients. So make sure you keep an eye out on the calendar for the walkthrough in the fourplex or shoot me an email if you're curious to see it. Another one will be a nine-unit apartment building. Uh, another one will be an eight-unit apartment building. Uh, another one will be a fourplex in Longmont and then a fourplex along Broadway uh, and just where a lot of that class A stuff is going up on Broadway in 25, so a great location. And the last one we'll be talking about will be a 15-unit apartment building with a really neat value-add play uh, that can really increase the rent and also increase increase the rents, increase net operating income, and therefore increase the value. We're going to actually give the owner the opportunity to uh, take out a good chunk of money to then go out there and buy more properties with it. So that's the plan right now. So that's going to be the majority of podcasts for about the next two months. My plan is to do about two or three of these a week until... Uh, I think around May or so was the plan I had. Of course, I'll be interjecting a couple other podcasts. There were some market updates and just some other interesting topics I find. But the main focus for the next few months is going to be going through all these details. So that way, I've got a great library built up to share with clients, to share with other investors around Denver. And then also, this will allow us to work out the process for my team and I. So going forward, as we keep doing more deals, we can keep doing a really great job of collecting the deals, analyzing them, and then sharing them. So be on the lookout. If you've got questions, reach out to me.